Hey, I'm Elizabeth Willits and I'm obsessed with helping as many women as possible achieve their boldest dreams after kids and helping you to navigate this messy and magical season of life. I'm a working mum with over 17 years of recruitment experience and I'm the founder of the Investing in Women job board and community. In this show, I'm honoured to be chatting with remarkable women, redefining our working world across all areas of business. They'll share their secrets on how they've achieved extraordinary success after children, set boundaries and balance, the challenges they faced and how they've overcome them to define their own versions of success. Shy away from the real talk? No way. Money, struggles, growth, loss, boundaries and balance. We cover it all. Think of this as coffee with your mates, mixed with an inspiring TED talk, sprinkled with the career advice you wish you'd really had at school. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, make sure you're cozy and get ready to get inspired and chase your boldest dreams or just survive Mondays. This is the Work It Like a Mum podcast. This episode is brought to you by Investing in Women. Investing in Women is a job board and recruitment agency helping you find your dream part-time or flexible job with the UK's most family-friendly and forward-thinking employers. Their site can help you find a professional and rewarding job that works for you. They're proud to partner with the UK's most family-friendly employers across a range of professional industries. Ready to find your perfect job? Search their website at investinginwomen.co.uk to find your next part-time or flexible job opportunity. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome to today's Facebook LinkedIn Live. I'm really delighted because today I'm chatting with Laurie McPherson and we're going to be talking all about how you can make a brilliant flexible working request and how to ask flexible working in 2023 so there's been a lot of changes regarding flexible working there's a lot of change coming so we're going to be talking all about how you can ask for flexible working in 2023 it's very much a moving picture um I'm so excited to be chatting with Laurie because she is a fantastic career coach. She's a career wing woman to so many people she does a lot of you know she helps a lot of people um get the job that they want and deserve so it's really really a pleasure to chat with you today Laurie and find out a little bit more about what you think um, people should be doing when they are asking for flexible work. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited because we've spoken a lot online, haven't we? And then it's actually quite nice to do, do a meeting. Sorry, I know that I get, I need to move my desk because I'm getting a lot of <laughs> from the window. So I, look, I keep looking like a ghost, but I am here. Um, so before we sort of kick off about making a flexible working request, it might be quite good to get some clarity on what flexible working actually is. <clears throat> Yeah, so I suppose there's a couple of things that kind of keep coming up. So is it the is it the mix of how often you're in the office, which is the whole remote hybrid work from home bit, or is it the hours and times you're expected to work? And I think both it, both can come under the heading of flexible working. Um, it just depends what you want and what the employer is willing to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it depends what works for the individual. There's no one size fits all. Lots of people like to act as if everybody wants to work from home. 
they don't categorically. Lots of people hate working from home and the other. Some people really enjoy the hybrid, which I think I saw this week de- described as the Goldilocks. There's a, a LinkedIn news article, the Goldilocks of, of flexible working, not too hot, not too cold, just right. So how do you get that balance? Is it two days and two? Is it three and one? Is it one and three? Is it, it's different for everyone what they want. So the first thing to know is what is it that you want? Um, when you are thinking about flexible working, do you prefer to work in the office but have some flex over your hours? Do you prefer to work solely from home but potentially go in sometimes? It opens the world up for us. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first thing that's really important to know. It lets us apply for jobs that are not in our local area. Um, my One of my closest friends lives in Glasgow, works for a London company. My brother lives in Glasgow, works for a Manchester company. One goes down once every few weeks. One's been down a couple of times in a couple of years. It's fine. It lets you open up your applications when it's the right company and it's the right role. Yeah. It's not for everyone, but it is a good thing. And it's much more common that you will be offered or given flexible working now than you would have pre-COVID. So that's a good thing. I was going to say, because obviously you've been working in career coach, you started doing this before COVID. So how has it changed since COVID and, you know, what, what more opportunities are there? Yeah. So, well, I, I, when I was doing this more for a company pre-COVID, then I had a bit of my own, my own gig, but, but you were expected to go to a place and be there for the hours they specified every week. And that was the same for everybody in the business. That just changed completely as businesses realise people can work from home and still do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you and I obviously work. I'm in my cupboard, as you can see, and you're in your, your house or your, or your office. We can work from home. It's all good. But companies realise actually people can work differently. There can be different hours, different patterns, and it doesn't have to be a one size fits all. So I do think some companies panic because they think, oh, if I offer it to one, I have to offer it to the others. You don't because they might not want it or you have to offer it, but no, they might not take you up on it. And there is, it does cause complexity in expectations, management, communication, etc. But that doesn't mean to say it can't be done. Of course it can. Lots of companies are doing it. Um, and many, many people out there are working really hard and getting great outputs, but from home. Yeah, brilliant. So we've got Afsa. Thank you so much for watching Afsa. And Sarah has said as well, good that talent is not restricted slash excluded because of location. Yes, absolutely. That That's one thing to remember, you know, that that could be that you need to have a different working pattern, but you can do that and still be a valued employee. And that's worth remembering. You're not asking for a unicorn here. You're asking for a flexible working pattern, which in 2023 is OK to ask for. Absolutely. And um, so we talked about what, you know, what individuals want and thinking about what flexible working arrangement works best for you. But what about companies? How can they decide, you know, why should they embrace flexible working? And then how can they decide what flexible working arrangement, if they can offer that, if they want to offer that, what works for them and their business? How can they make that call? Oh, great question. So um, McKinsey report at the end of last year said that 40% of senior leaders, this is in America, obviously, but very similar stats, are looking to move jobs because of 
partly flexibility, you know, partly purpose, partly culture. Companies who are not embracing flexible working are just quite simply losing out on amazing talent who might not want to commit Monday to Friday, nine to five. That doesn't mean that the hours that they can give, they can be a really, really valuable employee. And you have all of this talent who have the skills you need. We know there's a massive skills shortage in the UK at the moment. Every company needs people to go and work for them pretty much mm-hmm. but they can't find them and often that's because they're not willing to flex the hours and some roles and I'm also going to say this loud and clear sometimes flex is not possible in some industries I worked in retail there was very little flex because somebody has to be there to open and close that somebody was often me Um, hospitality the hours are the hours yes they can sometimes take a lunch cover or something but it does you can't have everybody do that or you can't do the work so some industries are more flexible than others but office type roles where you can do most of your work at a desk can usually be made much more flexible so companies companies who are doing that are realizing we've got great talent, we've got staff who work the hours that suit them and they, they produce, they do the work. Companies who are not doing that are, are unsurprisingly struggling to recruit right now and not understanding why. And that is often the reason. And it can be tied in with a very traditional company culture, which people are just not really wanting to work in anymore. Mm-hmm. So what is the current legislation around flexible working? So correct me if I'm wrong here, but um, it used to be that you had to be in a company for 26 weeks before you could make a formal flexible working request. You could only make one every six months, I think. This has all changed. Um, and they, they ha- you have the right to ask. They have the right to refuse for business reasons, but they have to give you a reason. More recently, thankfully, um, thanks to the work of lots of the flexible working organisations, um, Anna Whitehouse, Mother Pucka, and all of these people took it to Parliament last year and they have agreed that flexible working will be a day one right. So you can ask from the word go. I don't think this has come into play quite yet. I think it's coming. So yeah. at some point, it will be your right to ask. They have the right to refuse. It is all down to how you ask. And we'll absolutely talk about that in this session. Wow. <laughs> so that leads us brilliantly on. And then how should you ask for flexible working? If you are in an organization and you know you, you're not working as flexibly as you would like, how can you ask for flexible working in a way that is more likely to be accepted and said yes to? Yeah, so think about, first of all, being confident and clear about what you want. So first of all, get confident and clear on what you do want and then ask for it in a way that is win-win. I think a lot of people ask, it's like asking for a salary increase. Uh, Liz, they kind of, yeah, no. you know, it's all about, so no, you know, you're asking, you're not asking for anything crazy. You're asking for some flexible working. So think about what you want Think about your negotiation. Um, what's your plan A? What's your plan B? What's your walk away? Is there a point at which this job is no longer, you know, something you can do? And mm-hmm. be clear on that. You don't have to say it in the meeting, but you do have to be clear in your own mind. Okay, I'm not doing that. So I'm looking for another role. Again, you don't have to say it, but you do need to know it. What's your tipping point? And what is it that you want? What would make your life easier? I, I found in my experience, sometimes it's the difference of like 15 minutes, half an hour. It's often not something radical, or it might be an extra day from home. 
But the, the way to, to think about it is what do I need? What would make my life easier? And how do I sell this to the employer? And lots of people don't do the selling bit. They go in and quote legislation. And yes, you are absolutely entitled to ask. Think about what's going to make them buy, take you up on the offer. And it's the same as a sales negotiation. What do they need to hear? This would allow me to, so that I can, you know, whatever they want you to be able to do. Understanding the business hours, I would be willing, able to log back on at 5 p.m. in order to pick up the last of the emails from the day. This would mean coming into an empty inbox in the morning. If you're managing you know, a shared inbox or something, this would be a great selling point, for example, that everybody comes into a clear inbox. If you can get out at half three to do a school pickup and then log back in. Yeah. So how do you sell it to the employer? Make it win-win. You're winning, you know what you want. How do we make it possible for them to win as well? You know, yeah. this would allow me to um, do whatever it is that you think that you need to do and also be there to do school pickup, which would mean don't talk about how it saves you money. Sorry, not sorry. That's not their problem. Yeah. And so it's not, and I know that seems really harsh, but it just isn't. You know, they've got it. Their their interest is their business. How can you make it a business positive thing that you would be able to? This would allow me to be available during the bulk of working hours and take the bulk of. And and you know, in return, I would be able to do X, Y, Z. How can you sell it to the employer so that it is a nice win win situation yeah. for them? I think that's really good advice. I mean, I've done flexible working requests before and I'm just thinking, I know I did actually say it will save me money. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah, lovely. Not their business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're making a really, really good point. And I think, I suppose, I think, you know, we all, we can approach this quite, you know, I feel bad saying this, quite a selfish perspective thinking, you know, this is what we want. It's what we need. But like you say, it's all about making it feel like it's a win-win and nobody's yeah. losing out. Hello to all our listeners. This is Elizabeth Willits, your host of the Work It Like a Mum podcast and founder of the Investing in Women job board and recruitment site. And I'm here today to tell you all about our transformative career coaching services. Whether you're returning to work, climbing the corporate ladder or seeking a complete career change, our coaching is designed for anyone aspiring to make a significant impact in their professional life. We offer personalised guidance on crafting standout CVs that tell your unique story, effective strategies for nailing your next job interview, and expert tips on optimising your LinkedIn profile to attract the right opportunities. And here's the best part. As a valued listener, you'll get an exclusive 10% discount. Just use the code WORKITLIKEAMUM when you book your session. Visit us at investinginwomen.co.uk forward slash career coaching services to start your journey towards career success. Let's work together to achieve your professional dreams with the Investing in Women Career Coaching Services. Yeah, and I, I see it a lot in, in some of the flexible working mm. groups. You know, I need flexible working. I need to be finished by, okay, that's fine. Where's the give? You know, what, what yeah. are you willing to explore so that there is, a, you know, there are lots of different things people can do and different ways people can work. And what are you willing to do in order to, to make this happen? Because people will often meet you in the middle, but if it feels purely like employers are give, give, giving, and I know at the moment, and this is a little bit controversial, but I'm going to say it, some employers do feel like they really struggle to get a team meeting. They really struggle to get everyone at once because they are being so flexible. 
And, you know, at this point, it makes them just think, hands up in the air, I can't manage this. So show them how, you know, flexible you, you can be in return for their overall flexibility. And, you know, I, I would be very flexible, very salesy, very um, up for offering them lots of things until it came to contracting it. <laughs> and then I would want it, you know, set in stone because if management changes or something in the business changes, you also want it written into your contract that you're, you have this pattern agreed. That's a really good point because I think, you know, I hear a lot of people that have had flexible arrangements that have probably been informally agreed with a manager. That manager's then left. And then all of a sudden, the expectations have completely changed. Yeah. And I had it back to front in retail. Again, I had people who had an enforced pattern, which didn't suit me at all. And how it was if it wasn't in writing, I didn't have to author it, authorize it caused major eruptions, I'll be honest. But whereas I had some that had a more, you know, a more contracted pattern and while it made my life much harder I had to give them it didn't have to like it um but it is about getting it getting that contracted um if you're asking them for something really dif- different for example I've got a lady at the moment who's asking for a bit of not quite work from anywhere but she wants to work from Europe x amount of months or weeks in the year you need to do the research on on the tax and the legal implications on that do not expect them to do it if you're asking for something unusual okay that's good advice because it's that not really good advice they're not trying to you know we've been having some chat back and forth they're not trying to say no they're trying to make sure they're not doing anything wrong Liz, and they're not going to fall foul of some sort of law or rule or you know tax implication or, or salary so you do the do the research i would like to do this i've done it before and here's the legislation here's the handbook here's the pieces of um you know, wording that we've used. If I hope this is helpful, she's got it. By the way, she got a draft contract yesterday, um, but she's looking for something a bit unusual. So I've said to her, "That's absolutely fine. You do the research, so that they they just need to feel secure." Yeah. Um, it's for good reason. It's to visit. For, it actually doesn't actually matter what the reason is, but it, it's you know, you do the research if you want anything a bit unusual. If you're just looking for you know a compressed hours or whatever, that's fine. There's plenty of stuff out there about how that can work. Yeah. People are watching this. Let us know what your experience has been um, asking for flexible working. So what has been the reaction? Did you get it? Uh, did you get If you didn't get it, why didn't you get it? Um, and do you think it's a bit easier now, Laurie, to ask for flexible working post-pandemic? Are companies more open to it? Do you think you're more likely to get a yes? Yeah, definitely. And again, I've seen a stat in an HR, and I can't remember which one off the top of my head, but in one of the HR publications end of last year, and they said 36% of companies were looking to bring in more flexible working. Companies are starting to understand the the, the benefits to having um, all of these smart, well-trained, educated women who couldn't do it come in to work for them. Also, people with neurodiverse conditions, for example, who might have said, I can't work before, they meant that they couldn't work nine to five in an office with the phones ringing. Yeah, absolutely. Produce an output from home or in a flexible fashion. And mm-hmm. um, people with various disabilities, it, it affects it, it. Benefits much more um, minority groups, women, um, women of color, people with who are differently abled. It benefits them disproportionately to be allowed flexible working. Mm-hmm. The old ways of the nine to five basically suited a society where a man went out to work nine to five and a woman did his washing made him his dinner and we don't and we don't have that anymore so we need to move and companies are 
absolutely starting to understand. Lots of great companies out there that are offering it. The ones who aren't are struggling to, to attract talent as I see it. Absolutely. And I see it as well. Hi, Samantha. Thank you for watching. Um, So we've had a couple of questions that have been sent beforehand um, from two different ladies. And I thought they were both brilliant questions. And if anyone else has any questions that they want to ask Laurie, please pop them in the comments. So the first one um, is when to ask for flexible working in the interview process. So this lady was looking for a new flexible part-time job. Um, and she, um, like many people, couldn't see a lot of jobs that were advertised as offering flexible part-time work. She knew that's what she wanted. So when should she ask for flexible working in that process? So she was getting conflicting advice. So should she be upfront about it and ask for it right, you know, with her application? Um, or so she was applying, you know, sorry, for full-time jobs in the hope that they would be able to offer flex. So, yes, should she ask for it at the first stage of the um, application process or wait until offer stage? So this is a really tricky one. And I'm going to be honest, my answer is a bit of a politician's one, which I don't love giving. But the answer is it depends. If there is no mention anywhere, anywhere on the website, anywhere in the recruitment information, anywhere, anywhere about speak to us about flexible working, we're willing to talk flexible working, we understand the needs, etc. They're probably not going to go for anything less than full time. So I think to go through the whole process is a bit disingenuous and a bit of a waste of time if you're if you've got no intention of doing full time for whatever reason that doesn't actually matter. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be applying for full time jobs if I wasn't willing to go full time unless there was some wording somewhere that suggested they might be open to discussing it. I would simply not apply for those jobs um, and, and, and look for ones that did see all of that stuff. There's plenty of them out there, honestly, and there's so many sites, like obviously uh, Lizzie's own site and has the newsletter. There's plenty of flexible employers out there. Yeah. If you absolutely must apply for this job, you really think it's for you, I wouldn't go through the whole formal process. I'd find the name of a human. There's normally one somewhere. Yep. Look for the recruiter who's handling something like that and ask a question directly. This is right up my street and I totally fit the brief. However, I can only do four days. Is it worth applying or not? Yeah. And be quite direct. You don't waste anybody's time. Get them, to, oh, well, you know, and if the recruiter says, no, they're, they've been through this process twice and they're absolutely not. It's full time only. Fine. That's not your job. On to the next one. On emotionally, we go to the next thing. If there's a possibility, then you apply. But I wouldn't waste loads of time in that process. Yeah. On the other hand, you know, if you if you fit the brief so so well, and you not not a seventy percent or a or like the look of that, you know, um, but an actual, I'm a perfect fit. You have the choice of whether you go through the whole process, but know that you might really annoy them. And waste everybody's time. So it's a kind of a, it's it depends answer. If it says anywhere about the process, I would ask pretty early on. You know, end of first interview is when you ask for questions, ask some good questions. Then say, is this a good time to discuss flexible part time, whatever kind of working? I noticed it was on the advert, and I'm interested in discussing a pattern that might work for both of us. Stop talking. Don't over explain or apologize. Let them come back to you. Really good yeah. advice. Yeah, that's what I think. Good. We've had Natalie's written in the comments. She's not yet asked, but she's in the process of looking for a new position. So we'll need to request a flexible work due to her young child. As you've mentioned, Laurie, it's about meeting in the middle. Um, she's looking for a new job right now, but school hours, and she's really struggling to find something. 
She says she's had tons of experience, but everyone wants nine to five, nine to six. Um, willing to be flexible and do some longer days, but some places just aren't willing to accommodate at all. <laughs> Natalie, there's two things here. You know, yes, you. One, I would challenge gently challenge your belief that nobody's willing to accommodate that's not true you haven't found them yet and that's fine they will be more the more stipulations barriers niches you know you need the more the less jobs there are that's a fact if you're willing to go out tomorrow and do any old job any old hours you would get a job tomorrow that's not in question but you if you only want a specific type of job that will narrow you so you choose to either go through the process and find that they won't accommodate you, which could be demoralising and time-consuming for both parties, or they might accommodate you. You might be so good that they definitely want you. Or you do look for those more part-time jobs, which are much more difficult. Um, school hours, term time only, you know, it, it's a unicorn. It, you, you That is a unicorn. Most flexibility isn't. But those sorts of jobs really are very, very difficult to get. And, they're, and the people who get them don't give them up easily for obvious reasons. So I would look at, what flex can you bring? You know, and you might be saying absolutely none. That just isn't possible. Isn't there absolutely no way you could team up with someone to do a bit of you look after mine and I'll look after yours? Is there absolutely no after school? Is there no childminder? Is there no, you could could you share someone's au pair nanny? You know, what could you do to try and increase your flex and also then look at companies that, that could that could accommodate the flex at the other end. I don't for a single second believe that no company out there wouldn't let you do a pickup. That's not true. But it is a case of finding them. So be aware that there'll be a way that you can stretch yours and that they can stretch theirs. And it's just a case of getting meeting in the middle. I, I get your yeah. frustration, but you don't have no company has to offer half nine, half three if that doesn't really suit them. Mm-hmm. I wish more. Do you know? I I've always said this. I wish there was more jobs, school hours. And sorry, that was Sarah. Sarah that said that. Not Natalie wrote a comment, and then Sarah wrote the, the other. That's some of that was Sarah's comment as well. Sorry, Sarah. Yeah. So, so yeah. What can you do to stretch it, and what can they do to to meet you in the middle? But yeah, it's not just a case that you can you have you have the right to ask for a half three finish or a half two finish, but they have the right to say no. That doesn't actually work for us as well. So. We've got to be aware of, you know, business need out there as well and, and the difficulty of employers are going through at the minute trying to find yeah. people too. Yeah. So I was going to say, Sarah and Natalie, if you want, you can drop me a message and let me know what you're looking for and then I'll keep my eyes out open for you. Sorry. Just... Sorry. Oh, oh, is there no water? Has he turned it off? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Sarah. I. I. She says she's her son's only four, so she really wants to be around as much as possible at this stage. So. Yeah, I no, get absolutely. that. Sarah. We get it. I. I get it. It's, but it's also that you know, bit of push pull, isn't it? To, yeah. to get to get. And there's also other options in terms of. Is it a job job that you want or could you start some sort of self-employed freelance gig? Is that, there's lots of options out there. So, yeah. Yeah, lots of options. So, yeah, Sarah, Natalie, feel free to send me your CV. And obviously, Laurie, you do career coaching. So if you feel that would be beneficial, then get in touch with Laurie. Um, yeah, lots of diff- there is lots of options. Um, and then the other question is someone is currently working three days a week in the office. Um, so she works three days a week in the office, one day from home. So I think she's doing four days a week. Um, her employer has now asked her to come into the office for those four days a week. 
She has said that three days a week is just about bearable with one day from home. Really doesn't want to go into the office four days a week. How can she ask for flexible working because she hasn't been there for the six months um, eligibility, whatever, you, you know, qualifying yeah. period? So it's not going to be an official flexible working request then, but it can be a, you know, I would ask for a conversation to discuss flexibility and explain that this is, is working really well for her. Obviously, if this is true, talk about how much you're able to get done from home, how you find the office environment. You can't actually get your specific thing done. Um, I've got a friend who's an accountant who's got the two screens and looking across, you know, and she just finds the noise of the office impossible. So stress how much you get done from home because of the sort of work that you do um, and how that this works much better for you. Unfortunately, if they say no, you know, it's a no and you have to decide at that point, do I look for something else or do, or do I stay and do four days in a bit of a not that great situation that is your choice they they do have the power unfortunately to, to decide you know to say no we need you in four days if it's uh because everyone else is doing it you know certainly point them to some education um material around how one size doesn't have to fit everyone there's lots of organizations out there that work with businesses to show them how to get this right and how to do it better it doesn't have to be the same for everyone but you know i would ask the question what is it that you need me in for what would I be doing? Is there some negotiation there again where you could do a fourth office day once a fortnight, once every three weeks? You know, how can you again negotiate? If you're in a good position, then you, if they need you, you're in a really good position. If you're in an industry where they're saturated with staff, don't know any of those right now, it's a different conversation. So have a think about how you can talk about what work you get done better from home and how office work would negatively impact you. Again, not talking about your money or your childcare, that's not their problem, but the work side of things, how that would be better and see where you can go from there. I think as well, it's all, this might help as well, if if you, you know, if they say no and you, you potentially do have to look for another job and you have to do those four days a week while you're finding something else, just think it's not forever, you know. This situation yes. is not forever. There are other employers that will be more flexible. Um, you know, it might take a little while to find that perfect job, you know, but if you have to take that for those four days in the office, then it really is not forever. And I think that's something to think about as well. And hopefully that, that helps. Yeah, absolutely. It's just all for now. All of it's for now. It's all transient. It's all what flex pattern suits you today might not suit you in six months time once you're in nurse, kids are in nursery or something. And also we need to be really clear. And I'm very, very passionate about this as a child free woman is that um, flex working is not just for those with children. You can be fle work flexibly to accommodate anything or nothing. And if you want to be work three days a week so you can spend the other two lying along the couch watching celebs go dating that's fine too and yeah. um, celebrity it's a celebrity flexible working is good for people generally because yes. it allows us to live our life so it's it's about uh, that's why we can take some of those arguments out of it because actually it's not the employer's business what you do in your time off it's how you work when you're with them yeah really really good advice if anyone's got any final questions for laurie about flexible working um and how to ask for it please do pop them in the comments in the meantime where can people find you laurie connect with you learn more about you and your services so i am on linkedin as laurie mcpherson i am a career wing woman i'm on instagram again just as my name it's just laurie underscore 
McPherson and Facebook is Laurie McPherson Career Wing Woman. And um, yeah, I help smart women, just like people watching, to get jobs that they love at the salaries they deserve. And often there's an element of flexibility. It's one of my first questions always is what sort of job are we looking for in terms of where, when, how often, how much, so that we can then um, go from there and just a top tip before we finish yeah, not the sector for everyone because it's you know it has its own issues and I get as many people who want out as who want in but um, the charity sector is often excellent for flexible working often they have projects that are only funded two or three days a week so if you see you can do that that fits the funding model perfectly quite often really happy for short hours 20 24 18 hours which fits the funding model and there's lots of those jobs on charity job as I say not for everybody but super flexible and often a, a good move brilliant actually another advice is I mean freelancing people are always wanting just freelancers to support them you know I've got freelancers that support my business and that works really well you know for small business owners that maybe can't have you know full-time staff but also for those individuals that want to work quite flexibly and there's a lady on LinkedIn who's really worth following if you want to set yourself up as a freelancer I think her name's Sophie Miller pretty little marketer so she um, she gives loads of advice if you fancy setting up as a freelancer but that's another another option as well. <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely. Loads of um, loads of things you can do. Again, it might just be slightly more difficult to get your first client, but it's probably going to be someone you know. So going out to your network, telling them what you can offer. If someone offered me the right thing at the right time, you know, as you've been the same, you've been guddling away doing it all yourself. If someone came to me today and said, I'll do your ex for you. I might just bite your hand off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then that's, you know, and it might just be a couple of hours a day or a day, an hour a day, whatever, and that yeah. fits with you as well so um, thank you so much Laurie for your time today thank you for everyone that's watched we'll pop the replay on the website as usual thank you so much for having me thank you thank you for listening to another episode of the work it like a mum podcast if you enjoyed this episode please rate review and subscribe and don't forget to share the link with a friend if you're on linkedin please send me a connection request at elizabeth willett and let me know your thoughts on this week's episode you can also follow my recruitment site investing in women on linkedin facebook and instagram until next time keep on chasing your biggest dreams